What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 21 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And man, oh man, Matt, it's the end of February right now. We're recording on the 26th, so a lot of people will listen to this by the time March rolls around. But we are getting to a very exciting time for uh, the People's United Center, or Puck Sports. The men's and women's hockey team, the men's and women's basketball teams. So what we're looking at right now this weekend, the women's team is getting their playoff push started. They're heading up to Clarkson as the number six seed in the ECAC hockey quarterfinals. And then next week, the ECAC men's hockey tournament starts and the MAC tournament starts for both men's and women's basketball. So it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is a great time to be a Bobcat sports fan. Absolutely. And with your women's basketball first in the MAC, your men's basketball in a tight 10 and 6 record conference race coming right down to the wire there's four teams that are 10 and 6 in yeah. the MAC for men's basketball insane. it's insane it's going to come down to the final weekend so if you're a big QU athletics fan which i know you are cuz you're listening Keep in touch with these standings in these games. That's right. So uh, those are four sports that are they're getting their tournament started. But we have 14 sports on our rundown today. We got a lot to get to, so let's get to it. It is the week that was in Quinnipiac athletics. Quinnipiac field hockey assistant coach Nina Klein has been added to the U.S. field hockey women's national development squad. A direct quote from her, quote, I'm so grateful for this opportunity, Klein said. I'm eager to train alongside some of the most elite athletes and field hockey players in the United States, end quote. So best of luck to her. Absolutely. Uh, Over to women's basketball. So one of the four sports that we talked about earlier, despite being outscored 27 to 11 in the first quarter, uh, the Bobcats women's basketball team outscored Ryder 55 to 33 over the final three quarters and claimed its fifth straight MAC regular season championship with a 66 to 60 win on Thursday night. Senior Paula Stratman led all scores with 17 points on 6 of 11 shooting. The Bobcats returned home two days later and took down Maris by a score of 78 to 66. All five seniors started for the Bobcats in each of the five recorded double-digit points. Redshirt senior Jen Fay led the way with 20 points. So entering the day, the Bobcats were one of just seven programs in the nation to have claimed at least a share of the regular season conference title in each of the last four years. So only a few teams in the nation sharing as much success in their conference as the Bobcats have. These names have. are crazy. The others are UConn, Notre Dame, Baylor, DePaul, Green Bay, and New Mexico State. And based on the current standings, it is not likely that all six other teams will raise their streak to five. So the Bobcats continue to kind of narrow down that field of teams that have had the kind of conference success that they have. The Hoops team is back in action for their final weekend of regular season games. They host Manhattan College on Thursday night at 7 p.m. before visiting Siena on Saturday at 2 p.m. for their final regular season game. The men's basketball team, they picked up their 10th victory of the season in conference play this Sunday with a 68-56 win at Monmouth. Cam Young led the way with 25 points. Really? I'm surprised. Oh, I I, I know. I know. Shocker. Breaking his own Division I single season record, which was 622, which was set last season. He now has 624 career points. Rich Kelly added 22 points and went 6 for 10 from three-point range. And if you're good at math, yeah, that's 60%. The men's hoops team wrapped... 
The men's hoop team wraps up their regular season this weekend. They head to St. Peter's for a game Friday night at 7 p.m. before returning home on Sunday to conclude their regular season against Manhattan at 2 p.m. That is their senior day. From the court to the ice, the women's hockey team traveled up to North Country for their final weekend of regular season play last weekend. They came into the weekend in a tie for 7th place with Harvard, so we'll break down that in a little bit. Uh, The Bobcats started the weekend with a 2-2 tie at St. Lawrence. Sarah Ev, Kotu Godbu, and Randy Markon both scored for the Bobcats. With their goals, Markon extended her point streak to 7 games, while Kotu Godbu extended hers to Six. The next night, the Bobcats battled to a 1-1 tie with number 5 ranked Clarkson. Randy Marcon scored the lone goal for the Bobcats, extending her point streak to 8 games. So an incredible last couple weekends here for the senior Marcon. Abby Eyes made it even 60 saves on 63 shots over the weekend. She's good at goalie. And finishes the regular season with a 12-13-6 record. The Bobcats, meanwhile, they finished the regular season with 22 league points and the number 6 seed in the ECAC Hockey Tournament. They head back up to North Country to battle the number three seeded Clarkson in the ECAC quarterfinals this weekend with games one and two on Friday and Saturday, both starting at 3 p.m. We go from North Country to Hamden, Connecticut. With the men's ice hockey team, the Bobcats returned home for their final weekend of home games in the regular season. They rolled to a 7-2 victory over St. Lawrence on Friday night. Wyatt Bongiovanni scored a natural hat trick. Now, a natural hat trick means you scored three in a row. While Chase Prisky, William Falstrom, Nick Germain, and Scott Davidson also scored. Odin Tufto had two assists on the night, giving him 41 points on the season and extending his point streak to seven games. The Bobcats also honored head coach Rand Pecknold Friday night, unveiling a banner at Frank Parati Jr. Arena to commemorate his 500 coaching victories. The next night, senior night for the Bobcats, they dropped a game against number 12 Clarkson by a score of 5-3. In the loss, Chase Prisky had two goals, Chase the Hobie, while Alex Whalen added the third. Prisky broke the record for goals by a defenseman in the Quinnipiac program on Saturday night, recording his 39th career goal. He also reclaimed the lead for most goals by a defenseman in the nation with 17. Elite chase the Hobie. Wee-woo, wee-woo. Rankings update. Once again, Quinnipiac remains number five in the USCHO poll, and the Bobcats moved up once again to number five in the USA Today poll. As of Monday, February 25th, they were number six in the pairwise rankings. The Bobcats entered the final weekend of league play in a tie for second place in the ECAC, one point behind Cornell for first place. Now, for his efforts this weekend, Wyatt Bongiovanni was named the ECAC Rookie of the Week for the third time this season. That's the most of any rookies in the league this season. Bongiovanni racked up three goals and an assist against St. Lawrence with a hat trick on Friday. Bongiovanni is now one of three players in ECAC hockey, all from Quinnipiac, to record a hat trick this season. He is also one of five freshmen in the nation to record a hat trick this season. Men's hockey wraps up its regular season this weekend with a road trip visiting Brown on Friday and Yale on Saturday. Both are at 7 p.m. Heading over to the Acro and Tumbling team, they recorded season highs in five of the six events on Sunday afternoon, but fell to the number one Baylor Bears. The score was 280.775 to 269.675 in the first road meet of the 2019 season. Quinnipiac's score is nearly five points higher than its season opening score against Oregon as the Bobcats fell on Sunday to the defending national champions. The Bobcats' performance in the Pyramid event was one of its best of the season recording 29.3 points out of a possible 29.9, so nearly perfect for the Pyramid event. Acro is off this weekend as they prepare for a home meet on March 9th against West Liberty.
Women's indoor track now. They are fresh off a fourth place finish in the MAC championship. The women's indoor track team is back in action this weekend as they head to Boston to battle in the ECAC championships on Saturday and Sunday. Good luck to that squad. Women's tennis, they fell to UMass on the road on Saturday by a final of 7-0. Layla Rodriguez and Proifan Lohab-Hazen both battled lengthy first sets in number 4 and 5 singles, respectively, as both fell just short of picking up the singles point. The tennis team is on the road again for two matches on Saturday as they battle Army at 12 p.m. and Wagner College at 6.30. Men's tennis now. The Bobcats picked up a huge road win on Saturday night, taking down Army by a 5-2 total on the road. Alexa... Martinovic, Alistair, Magalit, Patrick, Cacapero, and Austin Yanone all won their singles matches, while the doubles partners of Cacapero and Halik Moore, as well as Magalit and Yanone, won their doubles matches. Men's tennis is back on the road again this weekend as they jog down I-95 to battle Sacred Heart on Saturday at 4 p.m. The women's golf team, they're actually in action while we're recording this right now playing round number three of their tournament, but we have results from the first two days. Uh, They finished 14th out of 49 teams on day one at the 2019 Kiowa Island Classic in South Carolina. The team shot a collective plus 11 during the first day, but Queenie Lay led the women's golf team with a career best 70. That's a minus two in the first round of competition. So two under par for Queenie Lay. Her 70 is tied for the lowest score in a single round on the season for the Bobcats and the second lowest all time as she posted the ninth par or better round in Quinnipiac history. So making history here in round number one of this tournament. After day two, which was on Monday, the Bobcats are tied for 23rd. Lay shot a plus four on day two. Her 146, so two over par, through two rounds is tied for the fifth best 36-hole score in program history and makes her just the third individual Quinnipiac golfer to post a 36-hole score of plus two or better. So some crazy results so far for Queenie Lay. Day three action is happening the day that we're recording, so Tuesday, so make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com and check out the final results from round number three of the Kiowa Island Classic. From the grass of the course to the turf of women's lacrosse. Women's lacrosse dropped a game at Yale last Wednesday by a score of 18-7. to Six Bobcats found the back of the net, led by Megan Swazlowski with two goals. The Bobcats responded with a 14-8 win against LIU Brooklyn in their home opener on Saturday. Swazlowski was at it again, scoring four goals and adding two assists for six points. Former podcast guest. Four other players for the Bobcats had two goals apiece. Goalie Sammy Walters recorded eight saves for her second win of the season. The Bobcats are currently playing a game at Hofstra at the time we're recording this episode. So go online at QuinnipiacBobcats.com for scores and stats on that game. Women's Lacrosse is back home this Friday as they host Wagner College at 3 p.m. From the women to the men, the men's lacrosse team dropped a tough non-conference game on Saturday in Vermont as they were doubled up by the Catamounts 20-10. Freshman Will Abbott continues to tear it up this season. He had two goals and three assists on the day, while Jake Tomzik added three goals and an assist. Men's Lacs continues their non-conference road swing this weekend with a game at the New Jersey Institute of Technology on Saturday at 4 p.m. We go to softball now. Two weeks removed from the Madeira Beach Invitational, Softball is back in action this weekend for the Liberty Softball Classic in Lynchburg, Virginia. The Bobcats play Sacred Heart and Cleveland State Universities on Friday. 
Rutgers and Robert Morris Universities on Saturday and Liberty University on Sunday. So a packed schedule for them. Good luck to that squad. And the final team on our rundown and the team that we're focusing on for today's episode is the baseball team. And they started off their weekend with a huge, huge upset. Huge, 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 Taking down number 20 Wake Forest by a score of 8-6. to six. Senior Tyler Poulin struck out 12 batters in six and a third innings to pick up his first win of the 2019 campaign. Five different Bobcats recorded two hit games while Kevin Husher and Kyle Maves each had two RBIs. On the win, head coach John Delaney said it was a tremendous effort by these guys. They are fully committed, and this determined group took the field and never backed off. On starting pitcher Tyler Poulin, he said, Poulin showed what he's capable of, and multiple other guys stepped in when the spotlight came on them. This is a well-deserved win by this group. So the Bobcats dropped a pair of games the next day, losing 15-5 against Wake Forest and 11-1 against Elon. However, in the pair of losses, Andre Marrera went 5-for-8 and hit his first home run of the season. So a great day for him despite the loss. Baseball is back on the road again for a three-game series Friday through Sunday at Norfolk State in Virginia. But Matt, we are focusing on the baseball team for this episode. It's the beginning of the spring season, a great 2018 season, and no better person to talk to in this week's episode than the MAC preseason player of the year, Liam Scaffarello. As the boys call him Scaff, he's a good dude. He's a um, heavy hitter. Uh, he's a home run hitter, but uh, he's also kind of a uh, lead-by-example guy. He um, is definitely a big part of the heart of this baseball team. And Matt, not only is he a great guy off the field, but he also is a great player on the field. He set the Quinnipiac program record for home runs in a career with 32 a week or two ago. So he's been doing it on the field for the last couple of years. So we talked to the senior uh, about how he got into baseball, what made him want to stay in state coming from Southington, Connecticut down to Hamden and some of the growth that he's seen in the program recently. The team went from 18 wins his sophomore year to 26 his junior year. We talked to that, talked to him about that, all the stuff with the Wake Forest series, so there was a lot to talk with Scaff about, and here's what he had to say. And we're back here on episode number 21 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. It's a baseball episode, Matt McAuliffe, so we are joined by none other than Liam Scaffarello. How are you today, man? All right, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. Good. We're doing well, Good. yeah. Thank you for taking the time. I know no that it's been, a, it's been a crazy couple of days for you and the guys, so... You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but, uh, you know, we wanted to have you on because, of course, you know, a couple weeks ago, you break the record for uh, most home runs in a career for the Quinnipiac program, so, you know, no better person to have on to represent represent the baseball program but you know we want to we want to start talking about your your story before you got to Quinnipiac because there's a there's a lot to break down so the first thing uh you're a Connecticut kid playing yeah. Southington High yeah, School uh so before going to college actually there is a uh, a draft story yeah oh yeah so uh we there we is. always like to hear those we, we we've talked to uh we talked to Mason Poley about his and uh and Chase Prisky about yeah. his yeah. um we want to hear you know we want to hear your story so we'll take us through the uh the, the the draft process when you heard and and when the decision came that you wanted to go to college instead so there's like 3 days so the first day goes by it's one rounds 1 2 and you that's just like that was, those are the top guys <laughs> then day two comes around that's like I want to say three to like ten and now I was like okay like there's a possibility here but nothing really happened and then the third day is the craziest day because they go through like 30 rounds in like four hours oh yeah that's 11 of 40 yeah 11 wow. to the yeah. last round and right. it's like I don't know, I mean, I don't know 1500 picks something like that yeah. oh my god it's something crazy 1200 maybe but I had my phone on me the whole day and um, we we're actually playing a semifinal in the tournament. 
the state tournament, and I was like on the bus. Like, I got calls early in the day, so I was with my parents, and like I got called by the Orioles in the 18th, and then the Braves, and a couple rounds later, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take you." But like, I was like, I was mentally ready for it because I was what, 18. Yeah, and I was like, "There's no way." Like. <clears throat> I wasn't ready to go for it like by myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a but very there's a very small group of yeah. people that come right out of high school and are like, yeah, yeah I'm ready for this. So yeah. you were on the bus when you got the call. I was on the bus yeah. on the way to the game. My uh, my advisor at the time calls me. He's like, Yo, got it done. I was like, What? What do you mean you got it done? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah, we you got drafted by we, we got you drafted by the Braves. I was like, What? And I immediately I sprint off the bus and my dad is sitting on the top. Um, at a uh, Muzzy Field, not yeah, Muzzy Field, and um, I calmed down. I'm like, I just got drafted, and he gives me the biggest hug. And it was like I can't even explain the feeling of getting like having that with your, with your dad. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And then I had to play, and we lost. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were like whatever. You were on top of the world. Was, either way, it was, yeah. it was it was a good day. Yeah, it was a really good day. Yeah. How was your How was your high school experience in Southington? Were you guys like consistent state yeah. contenders? We, I transferred there from Xavier. Um, my junior year, so I had to sit out ten games. But that year, we were I, it was we were we were the best team in the state. It was hands down best team in the state. We just we ran into a team that was hot, and um, the next year we best team in the state again. I, I in my eyes, yeah, we had the hitting, we could hit, we we had good pitching, we had three arms. You know that's all you need in high school. <laughs> but again, we ran into the same team. It just was hot. Same. Who was the team? Amity. Oh yeah, Andy, this team no. it, four, uh, four or five straight state championships, and, I'll, and of course, we're the ones that come in second every time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did you? Uh, were, was there anybody else on those Southington teams that went uh, Division One? Yeah, Zach Susi. He actually got drafted this past year. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Me and him actually, me and him were both committed to UConn coming out of Southington, and he had decided to go, and I decided to go to San Jack. And oh. he got drafted in the thirteenth round by uh, the Pirates. Nice. Yeah. So, so, what was the? Uh, so, how did you end up deciding? So, you said you're committed to UConn. So, what was the? What was the decision making process for you? Ended up all the way down there. So, I wanted to go to UConn. I was committed for probably at this point a year, and like I was promised some stuff like scholarship money, all this, and um, you know I wasn't getting a good vibe from from the coach. Um, he's a great coach, but I decided I want to take my talents to. Um, Sanjak, because uh, the scout who actually drafted me recommended going down there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because he's he, the scout that drafted me actually drafted Mike Trout, so he knows he knows a lot. <laughs> Tens and oh, baseball, yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. You would you would try to uh, when he talks, you listen. You listen. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you listen and you, you take everything and you soak it up. So he yeah, he gave me a list of, ju- list of JUCOs and I called uh, Sanjak up and they they wanted me. They had a spot and I was like, all right, I'm going to Houston. <laughs> That's a, wow. That's quite the that's quite the change from staying and staying in Connecticut. Yeah, forty and going minutes on. away to uh, thirteen hundred miles. Right, right, yeah. 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 Wow. So the the numbers are pretty wild. Uh, look some look some of them up on their website. Uh, Fifty games, a three twenty average, eleven homers, thirty three RBIs, four twenty eight OBP, six forty eight slugging. So that's uh, over one OPS. <laughs> Liam, my so, God. So not the not the worst, especially <laughs> yeah, for a freshman. Pretty good choice. So, yeah, pretty oh, good yeah. choice to get on San Jack. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so what you know, what were you seeing that freshman year? I mean, obviously you had a, a lot of success at the plate, but what was that? What was that first year experience like for you? It was uh, definitely a culture shock for sure because. <laughs> Southington is like a little you know everybody and you go into this huge like one of the biggest cities in the in the in the nation and honestly, actually like Houston is the size of Connecticut like if you put it on a map it's the size of Connecticut and um 
it was just wild. Like, I don't even know how to explain it because you meet a lot of people. And you, I, I still am in contact with those with those boys. Yeah. Like, I have three best friends that I will never probably break that uh, friendship with. Wow. Yeah. How's the food down there? <laughs> Let's say I packed out a couple pounds. Really? Yeah. Really? All right. Southern barbecue, yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I can't blame you. I mean, yeah. that uh, the everything that everybody comes back from, from yeah, anywhere yeah. in Texas, really, would yeah. use yeah. that. Sweet tea. Woo. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I got spoiled. I can't drink sweet tea anymore. No Unless kid. I'm down there, yeah. Oh, oh man. You're, yeah, you're definitely like, this isn't this the is, same. This is not good. Yeah. This is not. This is knockoff sweet tea. Yeah, it's either too you. sugary or not sugary enough. There's no that you got to find yeah. that medium, the medium ground. Yeah. So then you play your freshman year down there. And when did Quinnipiac start to come into the uh, come into the picture for you? Coach D actually um, sent me a text because he talked to my high school coach. I don't I don't know the details behind that. But yeah, yeah. I got a text in April. I was in Laredo, so Laredo is literally. A stone's throw away from Mexico, so I'm sitting in I'm sitting in um, this hotel room, and I get a, coach, a te- text from Coach D, and I really wasn't thinking much at the time because I was so like focused. You on, focus, yeah. I was focused on like the series, obviously, and then like we we were going to play in um, the regional and then World Series. So like in my back, I was I was like, okay, I couldn't be like. 20 minutes from home. Because you've heard you've heard of them. I, I, right. I, I know Quinnipiac. My dad yeah. lives in Hamden. Like, right. My I, my grandparents live. I go see my grandparents all the time. And I didn't really think of it because I was just like, Sanjak, Sanjak, Sanjak. Like, got to yeah. do this. Got to um, get ready for the draft. So when the draft came around and I didn't get picked, I we talked to my, I talked to my parents and we went for um, a visit. Um, and I loved it. And actually, Greg, Greg Mohart, who... The dra- the scout who that drafted me said, "Yeah, you should, you should. I would I would recommend you going there." Right. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what? He's, he's big inf- influence on my uh, college career. So oh, sure. of course. I mean, not not a bad guy to have an influence. So not. I actually have a question because yeah. when you get drafted out of high school, mm-hmm. do the Braves still have? You get a you get like a piece of paper and you sign yeah you sign it and you're like yeah I want I, I want you to be able to draft me again right so do they like how long does that contract last do what you, do you go back into the draft after JUCO um, honestly I don't know the details of yeah. it but it, like so JUCO is you have you can get drafted after your freshman year and sophomore year okay because there's literally like not many rules in JUCO I you know so anything goes so right now you're looking to get drafted again yes okay I could have got drafted. I, the only year I couldn't not have gotten drafted in my college career was my sophomore year. Okay. So one year. Now I'm caught up. Makes sense. Okay, yes. yes. Because the CAA is, yeah. is different than uh, the NJCAA, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, different rules. Interesting. Okay. okay. So what? Uh, so so you mentioned you, you came here for the visit, but what was it about, you know, either what Coach Delaney was saying to you with the program or the, the school itself that was like, okay, this is where I want to continue my career? It was close to home. Yeah. I, honestly, because I was so homesick. Really, I was really homesick, and I I, I always liked Quinnipiac. And Coach D, he he gave me this 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 vibe that I was like, All right, yeah, this a better feeling than better UConn. Fe- a better feeling that yeah. I got from UConn, and a better feeling that I got from San Jack because I was not going back to San Jack. There's no way. Yeah, and uh, he just made me feel he made me feel right at home. He felt like I was going to fit right in, and I was just like, all right, let's, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So come in. This this is a pretty an interesting thing. When I I was doing a little research on you, the uh, the fir- your first series with <laughs> Quinnipiac against uh, <laughs> er, against yeah. the University of Texas San Antonio, four games down in Texas. Where yeah. else? Five home ironic, runs. Right? Yeah, it is ironic. Five home runs in the first four games, dude. In your Quinnipiac career, dude. F- 
Was the ball the size of a beach ball that weekend? Do you it remember? Must have been, it, honestly, I hit the first one. I was like, okay, like this is cool. Like, do you want baseball? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like I hit another one, and I was like, we were down a lot. So I was like, not really thinking of it. And then I, that's when the second one. That's when it clicked. I was like, this ball is looking pretty good. Yeah. And then I hit a third one, and then the fourth one came, and I was like, no way. Like, there's no. Way. <laughs> I get another at bat in that same inning. I hit the fourth one, and I hit it straight up. And I that, that's when I knew like something was something was going in my direction because that thing I would hit a pop up and it went out. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It was, it, like, was, it was, I don't even know how to So that was a series it. of five games. Four, four, four games. games. In a three-day three series. Yeah, so, the, so the, the second day, I think the the Saturday was a doubleheader, I think, if the, uh, if the no. schedule was yeah, right. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, one, one of the days was. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's three days, four games, and five home runs. <laughs> so well, so now you you feel like the hard work has paid off. This is Division One baseball. Here I am. Mm-hmm. I do a lot I'm of, here to play. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I wanted because a lot of doubters. There was a lot of people that said, like, you know, like, why are you going to Quinnipiac? Because it's a little school. I mean, no, no one really knows about it, especially in Texas. Like, no one really knew about it. So I was like, I'm, let's put these, like, let's make a statement down here. Yeah, shock some teams. We, we, we took three out of four, so that's a statement in itself. Yeah, I mean, that's a so you you came in with the prove people wrong attitude right off the bat. Yeah, I wanted no I pun wanted, intended. I, I just wanted to, you know. Play well for the team and see, get some wins. Yeah. So I mean, you so you come in as a did you you come in as a home run hitter. Is that is that typically been your game as a power yeah. hitter? From yeah, pretty much. so I mean, what what's it like for you from a from a mental perspective? Because I mean, you know, if the ball is jumping off the bat like mm-hmm. it is in Texas, you're you're on top of the world. But if it's not, you know, what's your what's your mental process for kind of getting back on track, trying to start to swing the bat well? What do you what do you do during during some slumps like that? Talk to Coach D. Really? Yeah, if we get we get in the cage, and I always have this one drill that I love, and it always gets me back. You put the you put the L screen on. So I'm a righty, so I put it on my my left shoulder, and it's coming from this way. It's coming from my my left shoulder, and I can barely see it at the corner of my eye. So it just makes me stay inside the ball and make it make me makes me drive it to right center. Okay, it makes me keep it makes you stay on it. So it, ke- it keeps your shoulder in, so you're it, not it, pulling it, off the ball. Yes, yeah, kind of like because that. if you try and pull the ball too much it can get dangerous and you yeah, can overswing every, everything starts flying you know head yeah starts flying, shoulders start flying hips start going yeah before the ball is even like even in the zone right so one of the things i, I wanted to ask so i mean uh from a pres- from a positional standpoint high school and 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 when you're playing down in texas were you m- the majority of the time a first baseman i played first base pretty much every day at juco okay and then, um so how so how did the outfield transition I've come about there I've always been an outfield. Really, I played a little outfield in high school, but no, no one like trusted me because I didn't really get a, I didn't really, <laughs> really get a lot of development um, when I was younger because I was always the big guy. But I'm 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 fast. Like I'm I, I can I run pretty well. Yeah. And um, Coach Steve, he saw that and I, he's like, all right, we're gonna get, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Like strong out there. Strong arm, I assume too. I, like I, I would. Yeah, I have a pretty good arm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, he 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 trusted me out there. <laughs> Because the first couple of days were shaky. Yeah. My sophomore year, he, I went out, I got thrown out to the walls a little bit, and I guess Iona, and I was like, ooh, like these boys are hitting, they, they, yeah. these are different than high school. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't play, I didn't play outfield in like two years. It's quite the, it's quite the, sh- the not culture shock, but it's kind of the shock to the system when you've been playing first for yeah. that for that amount yeah. of time and then move out there. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of want to move into this season now. Okay. Um, preseason player of the year. You saw that. What did that mean to you? Um, and was there any pressure? I don't think there's any pressure, but it means a 
whole hell of a lot because it's, you know, hard work finally getting realized. But I can't do it without my boys, you know. These uh these guys. It, it, you know, if it wasn't for them, you know, who knows. So you go down, a lot of travel. We were mentioning it before mm-hmm. we started recording. A lot of travel in the first few games. Oh, yeah. But there is a little bit of a, a spark and a highlight that we should talk about. You guys end up beating the number 20 country. The number twenty team in the country, Wake yeah. Forest, by a score of eight to six. Yeah. That's a big team. That's it's a, a big win. It's a big win. What was the mood around the team? And take me through that entire game. The mood was we went in there. We we were like, screw it. Was just shocked. Like, let's. Coach D goes on the bus. He goes, let's let's put our name in like Baseball America. Like, let's let's be the team that takes down you know the biggest upset in the Quinnipiac history, the biggest upset of the weekend. Like, let's just do it. And we went in there and we just. We just had a plan, and we, we executed it pretty well. So Poulin ends up getting 12 strikeouts. Yeah. And uh, talk to me about what you were looking at in right field. So I was out there, and there's this huge jumbotron behind me. And, like, throughout the game, like, three, four, four innings, and I see all these Ks, and I'm like, okay, like, this, there's a lot of Ks. Like, once you get past six, it's like, well, it's okay. Like, okay, like, <laughs> I, there was a point where I had to physically look at it and count because I didn't know how many it was, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and then it got to a point where it got to the second line. I was like, "Oh, jeez! Like this dude has twelve Ks. It's the number twenty um, team in the country." I was like, "He's shoving. He, this boy is shoving." And no one, I didn't really realize it till we got like to the fifth, and then he just started. It, it, it and then it, all, a lot of them came out like once. So I was like, "Whoo! Like this is this is impressive." This is a, this is a sight to see. Yeah, yeah. Did he get better as the game went on? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, 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 That's he always got awesome. Locked in. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, I wouldn't say the first inning was shaky at all. I would just say it was like just getting. Uh, it's not even getting his feet wet. I, I thought it was just you know, they they made some they got some barrel on ball and you know it's, it's that 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 happens. But then he got locked in after that and he was just lights out after that. Shocked the world. Shocked. Shocked. <laughs> shocked it. Yeah. For sure, shocked them because we went in there and we punched him right in the right in the face. Yeah, and um, Nick Sweeney, that kid, um, he was throwing pretty good. He was throwing really good. He's like a apparently he's like a top fifteen pick or a top fifteen whatever in the in the in the country. Wake Forest is ACC. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's yeah. Power Five Conference baseball. So that's a that's a great win for you guys. And uh, it seems like after the game, I read uh, coach's quotes. It seemed like uh, he was very impressed with the team overall and not just pooling. No, yeah, because like I said, we punched him right in the face. We we had six straight six straight hits against this guy. He's throwing ninety five. Like we don't we don't really see that up here. And we went in there, knock, 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 and we we're up four nothing. And I was like, like, jeez, yeah, like this is I mean, like this is this is this is a good start here. We, well, got, we got a really good chance. We put ourselves in a really good chance to win a ball game for you. Early. For you as a hitter, I mean, what what's the uh, what's the difference uh, stepping in the box there against somebody throwing ninety five as opposed to maybe something that you'd see in a math right. game? Honestly, it's it's you don't get to, you don't have time to think. Yeah, like if you see eighty five, you have time to think. It's kind of I don't know, but like when you step in at ninety five, you're like you got to get ready to go early, and you just you have to stick to your approach. And if you don't stick to your approach, you're, you're I don't even, you're just not you're not gonna you're not gonna touch it. Yeah. So with a guy like that, I think the goal is to go opposite field as well. Kind of get make sure the ball is as deep in the strike zone as possible. I would say yes. I would say also I would say to get um, hit him early in the count. Fastballs. You don't hit those fastballs before you get to the off speed because 
it's easier to hit a fastball. It's just, it's just, no, it's just because it's straight. Yeah. Especially when he's throwing 95. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what else was he featuring? I'm sure he had a pretty good I curve only, change. We knocked him out in the first inning. No kidding. No yeah. way. Yeah. Two thirds of an inning. I only got to see him once. So I saw um, either a cutter or a, a hunger curveball or something. Yeah. And then um, I saw three pitches. No, four pitches. Cutter. No, he, threw, he, he he bounced one and then a fastball up and then I hit one, three one. So I didn't really see much. Mm. I didn't see much from him. And sometimes that's the best way to play baseball, kind of not thinking. Because if you start to think, it could you get, you screw get, you. You get in your head too much. Yeah. yeah it's, it, and then you get screwed. So, so coming in as a sophomore, team wins 18 games. Last year, move up 26, 26 and 30. Go from 10, 10th in the MAC to second in the MAC in half a game away from winning the MAC. That's a pretty good jump. Very good so, jump. So, I mean, you know, when you came in sophomore year and then last year, what was the biggest difference that you saw in this program? Everyone's sticking together. There was no, like, last year, everyone was like this. Like, seniors were talking to freshmen. Juniors were talking to freshmen. Freshmen were talking to seniors. Like, sophomores were, but seniors were all hanging out. Like, there, there, no one was, you can go to anybody. And, like, I feel like my sophomore year, like, if I went try to go up to somebody, you'd be like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why are you talking? Okay, you yeah. Know? The culture was different. And we changed that culture last year. And I, I think it's coming in this year, too. Uh, you've now, seen, you've yeah. seen the same thing this yeah, year? Yeah. yeah. Now, so you're like, as a senior. I was just about to say, you're not one of those yeah, leadership guys. Not, not as a senior, like, I'm hanging out with freshmen and I love it. You know, and when you get to know them, once you get to know them, like, you know, you give them confidence. Because then freshmen are a huge part of the game. Because, you know, they, they get thrown in there and they don't have an ex- a lot of experience. So you give them that confidence as a senior, like, yo, you, you got it. You got this. Like, no. get after it. Let's go. Gives it, it gives a big big boost of confidence, and you know, just like Maze this weekend, three for four against Elon. Right. I mean, in just those three words, like you got this, mm-hmm. can go such a long way yeah. for a young guy in a Division One. Yeah. Atmosphere. Especially if it's coming from a guy like like a like a Mosky or or a Cruz pulling, like they've seen a lot of stuff. They have. And you know, those those words mean everything. Yeah. I know if I was a sophomore and I got those words, I'd be like. <laughs> yeah, so I do oh, got this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd be like, it's just nice. It's like a, it's a comp. It's just confidence. So you said half game away from winning the MAC. Yes. Yeah. What's the expectation this year now? All the way. Can you all the way? All the way. Let's go. I don't. Uh, I need it. <laughs> I, I want to go out on a good note. I want to go on with my, my best friends and and Darpaul and, uh, and uh, Staten Island. And there was no hesitation there. So it's no. it's all in or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. I want it bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, All right, should we ask the questions? It's time. All right, Liam, we have we asked three questions to all of our guests. Okay. These are, uh, you know, we we you can talk baseball all day. I know yeah. that, but these are more the the thinkers, the personal ones. Okay. Uh, no pressure. They're they're easy. But uh, the first one, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, because that would always be That's the first, first choice, choice. Where would it be, and why? Honestly, I I don't even know. Probably somewhere warm. Yeah, you know, I've been here all my life. I'm like, cold. I'm sick of it. Sick of oh, it. the coldest. <laughs> Anywhere warm. Oh. Definitely not Houston. Okay, I was gonna. Uh, I wondered if you're going back no, for the yeah. sweet tea. No, uh, Texas. No, not okay. Texas. Maybe Florida. Maybe North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere. I don't know. Ooh, what if you definitely even, not California? I don't think California. Okay, how about how about further south? Like, what about Bahamas, Dominican? No, because okay. I, like, I like my Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> I like my. Yeah, that's okay. That's absolutely I fair. Can, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you can't go wrong from a baseball standpoint either. If you end up down with Florida, down in yeah. That area. yeah. Um, let's see the second one. Uh, if you could have dinner with any person, either alive or deceased, who would it be, and why? Could be one of each. Could be we've had family members, presidents, yeah, members. Say probably of, my grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Best way, two thousand ten. Okay, so that'd be that'd be a good dinner. Yeah. Would you guys talk baseball? We just talk about like what's going on because I I was young and I've done a lot since that time. Yeah, and it'd be nice to update him. I mean, he's watching but now, but like you know. Yeah, for sure, it'd be cool. And the last one, uh, you are on death row. What is your final meal? Your dinner, your drink, and your dessert. All right. My mom's chicken, um, Parmesan crusted chicken, some uh, some of my grandma's fried broccoli. Ooh, fried broccoli. Man. No, time out. <laughs> time out. Hold on. Time out. What does she marinate the broccoli with? Is it? You'd have to ask her. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the best part. part. That's the best yeah, part. It's got to be yeah. some garlic in there or something. Something. I, mean, I don't know. But every time I go over there, fried broccoli. Yep. She's that's like, elite. For you. Yeah. Like, that's elite. Oh, my God. Dessert? Or sweet tea. Or there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll import some in for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything for dessert? Can't go wrong with just a nice bowl of ice cream. Nice. Vanilla ice cream with some some uh, chocolate sauce. We got yeah. a vanilla guy. Who was the other? Who was last week? Who I hate chocolate. Van- I don't know why people say Cho- that. no chocolate <laughs> ice cream. No, 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 no. Terrible. It was Cam Terrible. Young. Cam Young. Cam Young also said. Cam Young was last week. Also said vanilla ice cream. I don't know why people. It's, uh, it's, chocolate man. Oh my god, it's bitter. I don't know what it, it's also yeah. I don't know what it is it, it's just feels heavy yeah. vanilla is a nice it's nice it goes th- down, it's creamy yeah. and, and think yeah. about there's so much there's so much that you can do with vanilla like you can have it just on its own but you can put chocolate sauce strawberry sauce whipped cream car- caramel like Baked whatever goods, exactly anything. yeah like like you can put it on exactly you can't put it you can't put chocolate ice cream on top of like an apple crisp or something no, like that's that not, no. yeah, no, but absolutely not. vanilla ice cream you got yourself made in the shade yeah yeah absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> made in the shade yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we we got another person on this train this is an important movement yes. that we're starting well liam scaffarello thank you so much for joining us this week uh best of luck with the rest of the 17, 18 games on the road or whatever it is. And uh, best of luck here, senior year. Good luck, Lynn. Thank you very much. Thanks so much to Liam Scaffarella for joining us here on episode number 21 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com. You can get all your rosters, stats, scores, updates, tickets, and merch, I believe, Matt. Merch alert. Merch alert. New uh, MAC regular season championship gear for women's basketball. Make sure you get your hands on that. It is going to go fast, and you can get all of that on QuinnipiacBobcats.com. Make sure you follow all of these social media accounts. It is at QUAthletics on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow the baseball team throughout their season, it is at the Q Baseball on Twitter. So again, at the Q Baseball if you want to get all the updates about that. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. We've gotten a good share of them so far. We are officially a five-star rated podcast on iTunes, so thank you, fantastic guys. for us. Thank you to you guys. You guys are the best. Matt McAuliffe, if we want to follow you, how can we? At McAuliffe7 on Twitter and Instagram. Love that, and I'm at DanBall, B-A-H-L. Lastly, before we go, make sure you vote for Quinnipiac men's hockey captain Chase Prisky. It is HobieBaker.com slash vote. Use the hashtag ChaseTheHobie. Spread the love. We need the help to make sure that our man Chase is getting the love for the Hobie Baker van vote. That is going to do it for us for this week. We will see you next week right here on the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. Bye-bye.
The theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.